Hey guys, it's Andrea. Welcome back to Trekkie and Beyond. This season is all about season four of Star Trek Discovery. Are you ready to discover Discovery with us again? If so, let's fly. Hello, welcome to Trekkie and Beyond, a Star Trek podcast. I'm Anika. And I'm Andrea, and welcome to episode 12. Still don't have enough fingers for that. Of season four of Star Trek Discovery. And this title is called Species 10C. Oh, let's talk about this episode. So basically a quick little recap. Um, As the DMA is approaching Earth and Navarre, Captain Burnham and the crew of the USS Discovery, plus like all the little delegates, they are coming to make first contact with the Species 10C. And they need to figure out what's going on before it's too late. But as always, we have Book and Takara making stupid decisions for smart people. So initial reactions, Monika, what did you think of this episode? And they weren't the only ones making stupid decisions. <laughs> we'll talk about that too. <laughs> um, I have a hard time explaining this. It's like it's full of emotions. I think just like Species 10C. And so for me, it's like, it's an equation. It's 25% irritation at Tarka, 25% disappointment at Book, 25% joy, <laughs> and 25% surprise. And the joy and surprise is what, about what I think is to come. Joy mostly at Jet. Thank you very much, Jet. <laughs> and um, I'm looking forward to talking about it. It's a full of emotions, and I understand why these feelings are complex. <laughs> So you have updated my initial reaction just slightly. Um, I have to say it was about to be a hundred percent disappointment, like all over. I just like, I can't even think of anything I want to keep about this episode, but I have to say 15% proud of Jet because <laughs> she, you're right. She was the only saving grace. <laughs> Of this episode, like I had to think about it. I had to think about it real quick. I was just like, oh wait, it was about to be it really was about to be a hundred percent disappointment across the board. But then Jet did save the day. She gave me twenty fifteen percent joy. Everything else but, I hated. But also the math guy. Come on. The math guy. <laughs> no, just Jet. And I love that actor too. I love that actor. Everything like he always plays like side characters, and I've seen him in so many different things. Okay. And I loved him in everything, but um, this one, I just nope. I, I only person who gave me joy was was Jet. Okay, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> because this episode was such. So I said fifteen percent Jet, um, eighty five percent. That's math, right? Yes. A disappointment in everything, in the aliens, in Tarka, and Book, and just the absurd way they were like calculating this I don't know I wanted so much more from this from the species and I got nothing I got literally nothing it was like they couldn't think of an alien so we're just gonna make it gas I was just like this is bull I hated this episode see I like to think that we haven't seen the alien yet We've just seen a way that they're trying to communicate with that be it. with discovery and their power and that they're so advanced. And even though I don't think the president of Federation 
thinks of them as being very advanced. I don't think she's there yet. <laughs> she, like, they, I don't, uh, I don't know what it is about the way smart people talk sometimes. But like, I, I hated the entire conversation about them trying to like think of a way to like communicate with them. I don't know. It's just, I, I wanted so much with this episode. I wanted to like this. I wanted to be like, ah! Like, I watched this immediately, immediately after our last recording of uh, episode 11. And I never do that. I always wait until, like, the morning of or the day or the night before we record. So that way it's, like, fresh in my head. And this one, I, wa- I was like, I'm so excited. I was like, they were finally, I was like, we were finally going to, I was like, hopefully this episode is going to make me love this entire season. Hopefully this episode is going to give me everything that I want. Hopefully this episode is going to give me the aliens. And I was just like, this is bull. This is, well, we'll get into it. Let's, let's go ahead and discuss a lot of this episode because I can just repeat the same line over and over and over again. And I don't want to do that to people because they're, well, I did not like this episode. Jet did have some really great scenes in here. Um, engineering had some really stupid scenes. Um, everyone else had some really, what are you doing scenes? And yeah, <laughs> if you guys are watching the record, if you're listening to this, you should check this out on YouTube. Cause Monika just gave me a look like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I love when she gives me those looks. They give me joy. Okay. So basically a more little in-depth, uh, critique about this episode. Uh, we see the Discovery crew, they are coming up on the aliens. Um, Tarka and Book, they're still shielded. And Book still has this, has this, Book's stupidity is he thinks that because he will honor, um, because he's trustworthy, people he trusts are trustworthy. And that's not true. Um, we see that the Federation, they are having like, they're gushing over the fact that they can make first contact and they're figuring out mathematical mathematical equations and it's just none of that makes sense to me um we have jet seeing what the math that tark is making and realizing what i said last episode he does not care who dies he does not care who dies as long as he gets what he wants um we see that Tarka gets his way and he betrays Book. And we also see that the uh, the aliens, after making contact, w- which they speak through um, elements and not like words, um, that they are believing Discovery has like betrayed them a little because of what uh, Tarka ends up doing. Um, and we just see Jet being the smart... The smart Alec, keeping this PG, um, the smart, the smart Alec uh, that we know and love, and we've come to uh, look forward to from Jet. So, opening scene. What did you think about them trying to like get into meeting Tennessee? Well, I first of all, it seems as though the president just wanted this to be like really quick. <laughs> to get back to earth and it doesn't go down like that it's not as fast as she wanted and um, Michael could tell that species 10c was just scanning the ship trying to figure out discovery's purpose because I think species 10c is just as confused about this like uh and in my opinion they have all the powers. <laughs> why, are you, why are you out here in my space? 
like, why are you all the way out here? And so um, I think at this point, they sent out some dots with, uh, we come in peace. And they were like, mm, okay, whatever. We'll, we'll just devour your dots <laughs> and dissect it, I think. And that scared discovery when they, uh, when species 10C sucked in uh, the dots. And I think the president of the Federation started to panic and uh, wanted to leave, even though they're really here for a bigger mission. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's really about selling her. I don't think that she has ever been in this type of situation. I guess all of them, no one's been in this situation um, for that's been on the ship and they're scared. They're all, they're all scared. They're all in a, an unknown territory, fearful um, and don't know how to communicate, how to proceed. What do you think about the opening scene? I, I just wonder why does there needs to be a better escape plan when they go on red alert and like warp us out of here. I feel like you're in space. You are in this, like, why isn't Paul ready to jump away? Or I don't know what he can't jump at this part, can he? Cause the my seal network doesn't work out here. Mm-hmm. Um, there needs to be a fast way to turn the ship around to warp because all I could think about was when the dots got taken, you sh- like, can you not view if you're not facing them? Like, you, are you not, do you not have cameras on your rear to like, okay, crap, this went bad. Let's warp out of here immediately or not get that close. Yeah. <laughs> all, I, all I could think of was like, you, there has to be a better way of escaping. There has to be. Um, Cause it just seemed like the ship moved so slow. The ship you see in my background moved so slow turning around. And it's like, you, this is, is this as fast? Maybe it's like one of the things where it's like, it's actually faster in person, but you wouldn't know because it, it just looks slower. But I was just like, there has to be a better way of escaping. <laughs> there is a very quick line between the general of Earth and Saru when they were talking about this mission and the closer they get to the hyperfield for species 10C, the harder it will be for them to leave and warp because of some sort of, I guess, field around them and stuff like that. It was a really quick set of lines, but (laughs) that's how they justified it. Because I'm like, this is a slow. Maybe don't get as close. Um, Interesting, but decisions that we didn't make ourselves. Um, But we see the discovery. They get captured and they're inside the little, they're sort of brought inside. Um, and they need to start figuring out how to communicate. And we find out that the universal translator that they have come to rely on doesn't work. So now they need to come up with a different way of discussing, which sometimes it makes me wonder what was the whole point of all of those delegates? Because it didn't seem like most of them were needed. Because, like, the conversation was literally just Saru, the president, Michael, and Navarre. And, like, the way that they have framed the conversation before seemed like there was, that they needed this whole array of people, all these other delegates. And it's like, well, if, why'd you lie? 
you didn't need that many people. <laughs> yeah, I think the ship started out with more delegates, but the only set of delegates that were brought to the hang the hangar bay area were the was for Earth and Navarre, the planet's yeah. the biggest threat. They've se- seemed to have like uh dismissed the other delegates. <laughs> But I don't think they brought enough security there <laughs> for many of these decisions that they've made going in later on. They like enter into a species 10C vessel and a whole lot of other decisions. They weren't thinking about security. They, they for me are the, like this, this episode was the epitome of you wrote yourself into a, cor- a corner. Like you built this huge thing up and I feel I'm I'm getting a letdown from this episode because even the discussions about, okay, it's this much of joy, this much sadness, this much fear. And the way, like, this is not a science experiment. And it seemed, that's what, that's what, that's the, that's what I'm trying to say, I guess. They were taking it as a science experiment and like getting so excited that they were ex- discovering a new language. And it's like, Hey, you know why you're here? Because all those people on Earth are about to die. All those people on Navarre are about to die. Maybe, like, stop being so giddy. Maybe, like, it just didn't seem like they had the right... What's the word? Motiva- not motivation, but, like, I guess motivation, because I can't think of what I'm trying to say. Um, behind it. It just seemed like they were using this as, like, a science test, and they were, like, having fun with it. And it's just, like, this is not the feeling that should be conveyed right now okay yeah you're like you're meeting this new alien race possibly because they all look like gas giants but it just seems so much of a letdown for how much they built up this race yeah oh i i think if this is captain pike it would happen completely differently right but um it's it's... scientists do not make good and um Michael's a xenoanthropologist and she thinks of that way first. Um, Also, I think for Species 10C, they were a little bit more interested once Michael shared with them the goodwill gesture of Boronite. And then they were like, oh, okay, then let's talk then. So, because otherwise, that little equation of four plus five equals nine, that's nothing to them. They're like, uh, that's, and that's why they broke down and got quiet. Because like, okay, that's simple. Y'all are like really primitive. I don't got time unless you got more boronite. Then we can talk. But otherwise, <laughs> you're just my new pet. <laughs> it also made me wonder, did the giant not know about bookership because they seemed like so smart and so i mean this is their like this is their universe or whatever this is their little subsection of space did they not know that the ship was there like how do they not know oh i think they knew because they even scanned and locked down books vessels so book and tarka were like scrambling because they had well they were all locked into the bubble but like they never showed i thought their computers restricted too they couldn't scan as much or do some things that's what i thought but no i'm not talking about from books so i'm talking i'm saying why wasn't it conveyed it didn't seem like they conveyed that they knew the ship was there i'm not saying tarka didn't know they knew 
Parker knew and Book knew that they were, they were affected. It just was later in the episode we see that Book when Tarka gets his way and like after Book is like um his own little in his own little cell of his own making because I don't have I don't have pity for this man anymore. He's I'm done with him. Um, that that's when we see Tennessee goes crazy and like they pull back. Why I just want to know why it wasn't conveyed earlier. Like, oh hey, we have you and your other little ship attached. Like I don't know. I just seemed there's so many balls in the air with this episode that I got I have way I, they gave me way more questions than answers when it came to things making sense. If that right for sense. me, I wasn't as concerned about why Species Ten C wasn't as concerned about bookship. I was concerned as Zora for not <laughs> recognizing <laughs> uh, the fact that uh, the president, no, sorry, the general of Earth was communicating with Bookship and that Bookship, Tarka, and Jet were in a separate place that had leaked on to Discovery, like that whole thing. Now, later on, they kind of justified it, but- No, I was they didn't. That's no, they didn't justify it. They actually made it worse, in my opinion, because Tarka and Book had to already be on the ship to implant that thing. Right. So, Zora, how did you not know before he implanted it that it was planted? Yeah, I'm with you there. The, I, I guess I was talking about the scrambler, that that is why she wasn't feeling well and yeah. she was confused. <laughs> but it was... It was like, why didn't you say, oh, hey, after, you know, Tarka put that scrambler in me, I haven't felt well. Like, because you are a computer. So, like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> like, that whole scene, it was just like, wait, so you can't, did he stop you from remembering anything that happened prior to you? Because, again, why didn't you notice that they were on your ship, Zora? Why didn't you, under like, oh, I got sick after someone implanted something in me. Because you speak to them, you have feelings. What the heck is going on? Oh, yeah. Why didn't she notice that that Jet's calm was it under, like, the floor? Like, yeah. why is in a bit or whatever that thing is? And that her physical being was there. So that's a whole other thing. Zora's a big letdown here. Zora is such a huge letdown. I do not like her at all. Like, she needs to go away. And be yeah, like, we need to refer to and like take it, away it, all it, of it, our emotions. Yeah, no, it shouldn't have human qualities and yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about the book side of this episode, um, and then go a little bit more in depth on why he's stupid, and then also talk a little bit about why, what's next coming on, like what do we think is gonna happen in this season finale of uh, Discovery? Will we get to meet actual aliens? Or is it still going to be a gas giant? Are, is Earth going to be safe? Or are they going to become refugees? What is going to happen? I feel like Navarre is going to be safe. But we'll talk about all of that when we come back. Don't go nowhere. And welcome back to Trek and Beyond. Part two of episode 12. Still don't have enough fingers for that. So we're going to talk about Book in this episode because we find some more information out about him, or at least I think we do, because I didn't know this information. Um, and then we see that he is a very honorable person, um, but sometimes honor makes you stupid. And sometimes 
and not even with just with him. We see with uh, like sometimes you just you can't be honorable with someone who's not an honorable person because they don't play by the same rules. And you always want to say you never want to do anything you're going to regret or anything like like anything that you know you could come back on you if it's not you. But at the same time, sometimes just doing nothing and not trusting the person is good enough. No one says you have to be do something illegal like they are, but like remove yourself from the situation and stop assuming that just because you're honorable that the person you're working with is honorable as well. Because when someone tells you who they are and they show you who they are, believe them. Because Tarker has shown Book consistently since they've met, he does not care. His story keeps changing and and evolving to fit the needs that of whatever he's trying to get to. Book, I understand that you you started this, you went down this road with good intentions. Um, actually, no, you went down this road with anger. But like you, you were trying to stop more people from being hurt. But you were working out of anger. You did have good intentions. You didn't. You did not want anyone else to die, or and to go through what you're going through. Because as far as we know, you're still the last one of your species. So like we understand where you're coming from. You should understand where Tarka is coming from and all the risks that he has taken and the lives that he has risked. He's not on the same wavelength as you. He's not. Because every time he's had a chance to do things correctly, he has gone against it and done something that has put more people in danger. And because of his actions, Earth and Navarre has less time to figure out either how to save themselves or to get to get in contact with 10C and stop them from what they're doing. So basically, when Discovery Ship along with Bookship is pulled into the 10C little gravitational pull thingy. Um, Book wants to help the ship out. Book wants to figure out what's going on and save them and find a way. Taka is just worried about getting through the little bubble that they're in so he can go to where the power source is and blow it up. Um, and even though Book is like, look, no, that's not, that's not what's important right now. This is important. We see that Taka is working on his own thing and Jet being the total badass that she is, sees what he's working on is like that's not right that's not right and so she pulls book aside and lets him oh when book is near her she tells him you can't trust him what he's going to do is going to kill everyone and he knows he's going to kill everyone um and you can ask him and while you may not understand what he's explaining look at his eyes it's going to tell you the truth and then she shares a story which made me love her a little bit more and feel sad about how sometimes you're holding on for the wrong reasons. And I say this about a lot of other personal things, but I won't bring that into this episode, but how she couldn't let someone die because she couldn't let them die. Regardless of the fact that the incident was begging for death, was begging to be dead, um, to get out, be put out of their misery. And she kept this person alive for 11 days in agony. 11 days in agony where every second hurts because the eyes reminded her of her wife's eyes. And she couldn't let it go. And she's saying, book, that's what you're doing in the situation. And you need to stop. And I wanted to hug her. What did you think about that scene? So first of all, the Jets' lines were amazingly accurate and shared a lot more about the story. Like, I think, I don't know if she ad-libbed some of them or Mm -hmm. if they're from the writer's but her lines are are right on point with her character and the timing is excellent. 
So hats off to that combination is just working. It's very strong for me. Um, when she stated that he was a cup, when Tarka is a, she stated that couple, that Tarka is a couple cherries short of a Sunday. I thought that was a cute hoot. <laughs> and she would holler. Quite, <laughs> she was quite frank with um, Booker about pain that's making him blind to decisions and good judgment. Mm -hmm. And uh, just the way that she was carrying herself there, the fact that her uniform jacket was open, so she's still part of Starfleet, but she's her own way. She, she's always worn her jacket open like that. Um, and I haven't seen her, like, I don't know, demoted in any sort of way. But she is who she is. And uh, she's clear about that. She's also very resourceful. So they chose the wrong hostage. But she's going to to still be part of, I don't know, a problem solver into this and not just be a hostage in a corner that's scared about what to do. Yeah. Uh, so I really like her character. I'm glad she's there. I missed her all season long. I just need to state that I need more Jet consistently throughout the show, not just like two or three solid episodes at the end <laughs> featuring her. So let's be honest. If Jet was still up there when someone else was missing, she would have figured that ish out yeah. quickly because this show, that's what it is. They are stupid, smart people. I think I said it before in a couple of other episodes. They are smart people who have no actual, they're book smart. They are not street smart. And Jet is both. She is both book smart and street smart. And so they don't have, I feel like this team of Discovery doesn't have common sense. Or is it, is it common sense? Or is it like they just don't have social awareness in their mind? They're very literal. So Zora kept saying, "Jet is here." Well, she's not here. Well, then look. <laughs> if 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 Zora is saying Jet is in engineering and she's not, and you can't get a hold of her, common sense says something's wrong, guys. But right. they're so literal. It's like, oh well, what could she mean? Obviously, something's wrong. <laughs> Yeah, this is also a case of where we miss Tilly because Tilly would have looked for her. Like, something yeah. is not, the math isn't mathing. So she would be like, and so we there's something see, going on. So seeing Hugh come in is like just looking around, is like, oh, by chance, looking on the floor, what is this? Like, no, Jet would have been like in the first minute, wait, they're here, but we don't see them. All right, and when Fan out, look for something, something's wrong. Immediately, yeah. immediately. Yeah. It would not have been keep asking. Zora to figure out what's going on like Jet is the only one on that ship and like who seems to have both common sense and like street smarts and book smart <laughs> and it's just like everyone else oh like Jet would have been like uh, there's something wrong with Zora find, find what's wrong with her now right. immediately yeah. Like, yeah. oh well, we think she's fine she just feels a little fuzzy yeah computers aren't supposed to have feelings figure like this is wrong let's figure this out <laughs> okay she found tarka within like 30 seconds yeah in engineering <laughs> last episode <laughs> yes <laughs> when zora could not <laughs> but um through her conversations with booker we learned that he is the fifth cleveland booker yes and that reminded me of princess bride 
because oh that's what you were saying okay i get it i get because... it i know i know where you're going with this i know this <laughs> so in princess bride there's dread pirate roberts and it's a character that wesley um takes on when he leaves the princess to develop some uh a fortune because she wanted she wanted to marry someone wealthy and he wanted to give her the world and so he went off to become a pirate and he adopted the traits of dread pirate roberts and i feel like that's the same case with cleveland booker i feel like i see a lot of other storylines in discovery <laughs> time and time again and I love Princess Bride's story and um, just wanted to make that connection there um, to, yeah, to um, Dread Pirate Roberts, um, which was taken on by um, several other characters along the way. Um, but it's interesting because he did not, he hasn't shown as much of that, that side of him. I know he was, um, he's taken on Michael, and a few other things, but I guess I haven't seen the like the the proud Cleveland Booker. Um, I have to do good all the time. He also he seemed like a a, a hustler at the very beginning. So mm -hmm. I I guess I wasn't getting that feeling that um uh that it, that he had this proud name to continue with. And why didn't he share that then with his father then? <laughs> That would have enraged their relationship. Because, like, we find out that Book was mentored by the fourth Cleveland Booker. Um, and that guy like, really did impart some good values in him. And he's like, you have to be, you have to have trust to know that the courier is going to uh, deliver what they what, what they requested, that they're not going to rip you off. And um, I felt like Jet should have just told him, you can't, just because you're trustworthy doesn't mean everyone else is trustworthy. I feel like that's, that would be a Jet thing to say. And I feel like she said it in a roundabout way, but I just want her to be like stri strictly plain laid out because Booker in his super honorable way confronts Tarka. And here's another thing about the way they wrote Booker that is sort of annoying me. This man found out couple episodes ago that Tarka did things to his ship without his knowledge and he didn't think to implement a way to keep track if Tarka ever any made if Tarka made any other upgrades and to alert him of that because when he confronts Tarka about it yeah there's another upgrade like Tarka basically took over his ship with and without yeah, it, Booker ever knowing and it was like you didn't have any fell safes after the first one to like not let him do this see this takes me back to that casino scene in which tarka created this like force field around the guy that they were trying to capture mm -hmm. um in that chase to find out find a cheater so it seems as though tarka like also had has his own force field a personal force field um that protected him when book was firing and maybe this is how Tarka was able to capture Jet because that still puzzles me how Jet That's true. Jet was kidnapped because I think she would that would be a hard fight and Zora should have seen that. But uh, it's so many things Zora should have saw. 
Yeah, he has a lot of other de personal defense mechanisms that he can deploy at any given time. I agree with you, though, that Book should have workarounds on his ship and like several layers of um, security protocols, especially knowing that his he's the fifth generation pirate. If something happens to him, all that legacy of Cleveland Booker is gone. Like he needs to be able to pass on both the the legacy from his planet that no longer exists, mm -hmm. his former planet, and then also Cleveland Booker's piracy work. <laughs> and it makes me wonder, it makes me wonder, why did they keep him in this? Like, did they just keep him in the show so he they would have another plot point? Because I just don't see the point of him anymore because of the yeah. stupid... It, it it just makes me wonder what why should we really care about his character anymore? Because he just consistently makes the wrong decision. And he's putting his entire like you like he's putting his entire legacy, both his and other people's legacies, at risk because he cannot see outside of his anger. And it's hurt. Yes, I tried to ex explain this last time and I don't think I did it well. I, I think that he's there to help carry around, carry Tarka through, like in the in the writing, like he's. <laughs> I don't know how to exactly explain it, but he's the plot point. He's helping to carry because otherwise Tarka would not be at all of these major decision points. He would not have gotten as far in this story as he has if he didn't have this relationship with Book and Book went like has let all of her all of his guards down and is thrown away all judgment because let's be honest Otherwise. how do you not have a kill code that's verbal on your own ship how are you imprisoned on your own ship how can you not get out of a force field on your own ship it is your ship book you own it this is like i I don't know what they're doing with his character, but it's just such, it's such a huge letdown. And you're probably right. They're using him as a plot point to pursue, to get Tarka further and further into the story. But at this point, make it make sense. Because one, we learned that he was mentored and trained and has this whole legacy of like other stuff, of other these other people. And yet you're easily tricked. No one taught you how to spot someone who's like just, using you no one taught you to have a kill code on your ship that only you have access to a verbal one possible possibly there's no way for you to not be imprisoned on your own ship when you were a courier it just it doesn't make sense not to me right for me i'm also able to see a big difference between Discovery crew and the itty bitty crew on Bookship. So mm. the nice thing is that Saru, more so than, than Michael, realized that they needed more diverse perspectives to help solve some of these problems. So they brought the bridge crew in to um, the whole bay to help troubleshoot and think about how to how to communicate best with um, um, the species 10C. And then also how the president was treating the scientists. Like, 
I know the the mathematician. Like she knows that he's a mathematician, but she didn't want to bring him further along into that last discussion point with species 10C. So she was like, you'll be the backup in case like things go bad. <laughs> but we're I'm sending these leaders along. And we've heard from her time and time again that she was disappointed with him. I feel the same way, like that that Tarka was is a scientist in this mm -hmm. case instead of a mathematician, but it's not diplomatic, not should not be on the front line at all. <laughs> and Vance just had him working in the background on some research um, on the, the spore drive. And mm -hmm. then it just happened to be this situation in which he's brought out to, to the forefront but I don't think that that was the intention at all. I think he should have just stayed in the back <laughs> and there should have been fail safe with him a long time ago. He should not have had Vance's password to, to bypass. And so we're just seeing the ripple effects of that. I'm, I'm saying all of this to show that, um, that discovery is showing more of a, of a team and that books should have realized a long time ago that Tarka is not part of his team. Tarka is not a team. It's like Discovery is a team. Like even though he's worked along a long solo for a long time, he then eventually learned how to work with Michael. But you need to like have have a better understanding mm -hmm. <laughs> of teamwork and who's an alliance with you versus who just continuously goes wrong and vote and rogue. Because the first time, time they betray you. You need to like you need to know that's they're capable of that. Yeah. Because like once you know what someone's capable of uh, of, it's not going to change. You're like you're spitting facts, Monika. You're spitting facts because the book Tarka betrayed you. Every single time he you've asked him to stop, he has found a way around it. Why are you not getting this? Look at you spitting facts, Monika. Look at us agreeing. Look at us agreeing. <laughs> did you think you did you think we'd be here? Not me, because she loves this episode. And I don't know if I really like it. <laughs> I like the fact that Book is now imprisoned on his own ship. Like I'm like, serve you right, dude. <laughs> like, like, I don't how you get imprisoned on your own. Because even Michael was able to when she was in the brig. Look, all the way back in season one, she was able to get her way out of it. And book, you don't have a way of getting out of that? Seriously. Seriously. We're doing that? Okay. Yeah. He has no one to blame but himself right now. <laughs> so, um, back on to Discovery, we see that we um in the first half of the episode, we talked about how Tennessee sent like this little orb for them to get into. Um, and you you mentioned a bit when the uh, president didn't let the mathematician on there. Um, and so they are on to this little orb and it's like a better way for them to discuss and talk to Tensi, which in my opinion didn't make sense because why could why are you talking to them through the orb when you were just having a conversation with them on the ship? That didn't make any sense to me. What was the point? Um, but then we also see that while they're in the orb, they're like sort of disconnected from Discovery. They can't really talk to them. And so this is when like when Tarka is sort of making his move and um, right around the time they find out that Jet is missing at the same time. Because um, also during the PA system, 
Commander Reno, please report to engineering while like you're trying to discuss. It was just so much. I was, I just couldn't. I was like, okay, we're we're. I guess we're supposed to believe this is just normal. Like you're in the middle of first contact, and even on the bridge, uh, even on like the, uh, the cargo bay. Yeah, Jet, where where are you? This is very important. We're trying to think and discuss here, but yeah, let's have this PA system in here. Um, and then we see that book. Uh, sorry, the Jet was able to get a message to Discovery, and by this time, Book is already imprisoned. And so the people on this, it's really interesting how she worded it, because she said both she and Book are prisoners. And so to someone who doesn't know what's going on, because we know the president of Earth, um, is like in cahoots with them it seems like book was always a prisoner because like the, I, and he had like, so it could, it's, it was worded in a way that sort of saved book. Yeah. Which is saying, instead of just saying, Hey, I'm in prison and now book is in prison. Right. She worded it to like, they're both imprisoned on his ship. Um, and then we see that Tarka gets his way and that he knows he's, he could possibly kill people because the math is off or the math is dangerous and he doesn't care. And he gets out of the little orb thing and that shoots Discovery back to the, the crew, um, back to Discovery right before Saru is able to relay the message of please remove the DMA, which is the whole, but here's the point. Here's the point. Here's the point. Tarker doesn't care about the DMA. So he does not care that they are about to remove it. He does not care because he needs that DMA to be his power source. Or whatever's running it. You have something to say? Yes. And then also, if the math guy was in there with them, they could have relayed that message a whole lot faster because they were thinking about this whole, like, oh, how do we communicate us? And there was this whole back and forth about us. Like, <laughs> when time is of the essence, when you only have 12 hours to solve this thing, bring them the, the sharpest tools that you have. The mathematician. For those who were who are listening to this in the podcast and not watching this on YouTube, I have been giving her the thumbs up her in this entire speech because make it make sense. <laughs> you this is not the time for keeping your best people on as the backups. Time is of the essence. Best yeah. people, all the second rate people need to be backups. <laughs> Neither here nor there. Actually, it is here or there because this was stupid. Um so we see that Tarka escapes from the little thing and the delegates are thrown back to Discovery and they find out that Tarka's ship or Book's ship, no, it's Tarka's ship now because he runs that ish more than Book apparently, um, is jetted off and the species 10C, they are upset or whatever because we don't know because they don't have any faces. They're just gas giants. And they're left sort of wondering what is going to happen. And she's trying to figure out if they could get out the same way Bookship did. And there's just so much what if, and you only have one episode. And Jet warns them that if they don't stop Tarka, it's going to be a, a, a wasteland, basically, in space. Again, going to the fact that Tarka does not care who lives or dies. And I've known that for two episodes. I've known exactly for two episodes he does not care who dies. Why hasn't why hasn't Book figured this out? Why did it take Book so long to figure this out? 
So what do you think is going to happen next? Because we only have one more episode. And I feel like there's so many answers that we need to make the season worth it. Maybe we won't get all of the answers. Maybe it's going to continue to season five. I, I don't know. I agree it. with you. It's a lot to wrap up um, right now. I also feel as though this species, which is the reason why they call it Species 10C, they haven't formally named it yet. It's a very advanced non-human life form. I'm excited for that. So that was part of my formula from earlier. I like the fact that there's a non-human form. I would like to see more of it, more communication and what it what it looks like. And because there was, I guess, thousands of the around discovery. So more, I want to dive into their world more. <laughs> and that could be a whole season within itself. <laughs> but we'll see that. We'll see more of DMA. I do not expect them at all to, uh, for Earth to explode. That would take the Federation and Star Trek into a really dark place. I think it always needs to have Earth because we're from Earth. So it, we need a connection there to that story. So I don't, somehow Earth and Navarre will be saved. I don't know how yet, but I, I don't think that those two players will um, explode. And um, as you say that Tarka has nothing to lose. So I don't know if he's really going to- And literally captured. nothing to gain by stopping. That's why he's so dangerous. He has nothing to lose and nothing to gain. Like, there is nothing they can bribe him with. Right. Him. But before we get to the finale, I do want to say that I hope it's not going to be like Harry Mudd, in which he just flies off into the sunset. Like, he just is let off the hook. He, we, he needs to be captured. I don't know how they're going to do it. And there need to be, they need to make sure that it's, that all of his technology is taken away from him <laughs> he can't escape because <laughs> he's a trickster and um that needs to happen yeah book me and, oh one more thing jet needs a promotion jet needs a promotion book needs to be slapped and when I, when I say slap i mean they need to slap some sense into that boy because he has none um and i want this alien race to be worth it because I, I get that you're happy that it's like they've evolved past like uh being in a body. I don't need them to have a human form. I don't even need them to have a humanoid form. I need them to have a defined form though, because I feel like they, to, for me, I need to be able to see you. And just for you to be like a gas giant is sort of a cop out because only in the sense that it's not like they found a new planet random, randomly and it's like a gas giant, but like you, they, built this race up so much and like literally gave us nothing because like if, if if it just looks like sky that means that it to me it's like they gave us nothing nothing i can see nothing i'm like oh this alien or any it's just air they gave me air not even air they gave me gas hot air ha so <laughs> i need a defined form because how are you going to build up this build up this secret this entire time and then literally give us 
something we can see through. I need something tangible. And I hope I get it. And if I don't, I said, I think I said last episode, I'm going to flip my laptop. I like this laptop. Please don't make me flip it. (laughs) (laughs) Anything to add before we log off? Yeah. So I have another one more thing to my one more thing. Uh, So speaking of defining like moments and relationships, it seems like Saru and the president of VAR have, um, although there was a communication rift there, they uh she has clearly expressed her expressed her fondness for saru and so i hope <laughs> that at least that professional relationship continues in a positive light and a friendship develops there so i'm going to end on that positive note i won't kill that positive note but if you're listening to this uh check it out on youtube to see the faces i made so as always <laughs> I'm Andrea. I'm Anika. And we live long and prosper. Hey guys, it's Andrea. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Trekkie and Beyond. If you enjoyed that episode, feel free to subscribe by pressing that small little follow button. And if you feel so inclined to support, well, that's even better. And as always, live long and prosper. Thank you.